This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, some feds in the Evergreen State might soon get a boost in locality pay. The new Army Chief of Staff targets the network as his top modernization priority. And an IT leader for the Marine Corps has moved on. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Wednesday, October 11th, 2023. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. The Army's new Chief of Staff says his top modernization priority is still the network. In a speech at the annual AUSA conference in Washington yesterday, General Randy George said most of all that means making the Army's network a lot less complex. He says instead of huge antenna farms and server stacks, commanders need to be able to access the data they need with something as simple as a tablet. To help get there, the Army's just issued the third in a series of queries to vendors to help build its new unified data reference architecture. The goal is to build a distributed data mesh that all Army acquisition programs can share. The Biden administration is once again calling for a major overhaul of government's biggest pay system. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman has more. The general schedule, which pays one and a half million federal employees, does not account for major differences in pay among different occupations. Federal leaders say the system has also created a 24% wage gap between federal workers and their private sector counterparts. There have been calls for legislative reforms to federal employees' pay for years, but it would cost an estimated $22 billion to bring federal salaries in line with the private sector. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. A top White House official is calling for reforms to the government's cloud security process. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. The Microsoft Exchange hacks earlier this year displayed the shortcomings of the Federal Risk and Authorization Management Program, or FedRAMP. That's according to Ann Neuberger, Deputy National Security Advisor for Cyber and Emerging Technology. FedRAMP was last updated in 2013. Clearly, much has changed in the cloud, our reliance on the cloud, so significant reform is needed in that space. Neuberger says agencies are taking initial steps to reform FedRAMP. New guidance from the Office of Management and Budget is expected soon. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. A federal executive who helped rethink office space for government employees is stepping down. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. Nina Albert, Commissioner of the Public Building Service at the General Services Administration, is leaving the agency and federal service on Friday. Albert testified before several House and Senate committees this year. There she faced bipartisan calls to make better use of federal office space and get rid of buildings that agencies no longer need. Albert says those office space needs are changing because more federal employees are working from home for part of the work week. The tagline that I always use is, we want better buildings, but fewer buildings. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. An IT leader for the Marine Corps has moved on after more than two decades of government service. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. Renetta Spinks, the Deputy Chief Information Officer for Information, Command, Control, Communications, and Computers at the Marine Corps, left federal service at the end of September after 24 years. 
Spinks has been the deputy CIO for IC4 for more than two years and worked for the Marines since 2018. She's now the CEO of CyberSec International, her own consulting firm. During her federal career, Spinks also worked for the IRS and the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Directorate in senior IT management roles. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Some federal employees living and working near Seattle may soon see bigger paychecks. The president's pay agent is adding Jefferson and Clallam counties to the Seattle locality pay area. That means general schedule employees in those two counties will have a bigger locality pay boost tied to their future raises, although it's unclear when exactly that change will take effect. The Office of Personnel Management still has to approve the expansion through the rulemaking process. But depending on how long that takes, those feds could see bigger paychecks as early as 2024. After almost a decade, changes could be coming to size and socioeconomic protest requirements for small business set-aside contracts. The Small Business Administration clarified when size protest should be submitted for multiple award, indefinite delivery, indefinite quantity type contracts. SBA also wants to allow socioeconomic protests for multiple award IDIQ contract set-asides for HUBZone 1, service-disabled, veteran-owned, women-owned, or economically disadvantaged women-owned small businesses that are not partially or completely set aside. The Federal Acquisition Regulatory Council is seeking comments on these proposed changes by early December. Get ready for the price of stamps to go up next year. Among the changes, the Postal Service is planning to charge $0.68 for a first-class stamp. That's up from the current price of $0.66. If approved by a USPS regulator, the new rates will go into effect on January 24th. This marks the Postal Service's fifth price hike since 2021, but the agency says its rates are still a bargain compared to what it costs to send mail in other countries. The Air Force's air combat training system needs technology to help provide an integrated, realistic training environment to support on- and off-site air crew and ground support crew training. In a new solicitation, the Air Force wants technology to help the system stay on top of real-world threats through cutting-edge training. The Air Force plans to field the system at two bases in Arizona and New Mexico. Critical infrastructure operators and operational technology vendors need to make sure they secure their open-source software, according to guidance issued by the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency this week. CISA says best practices include supporting the adoption of security tools in the open source community and managing software vulnerabilities. The agency also urges companies to establish good patch management procedures and securely verify the identity of their users. The Small Business Administration is turning up the heat on fraudsters in the HubZone 1 Small Business Program SBA says it'll take five steps as part of a renewed effort to root out fraud and reinforce the integrity of the contracting program. Among the new initiatives are soon-to-be proposed revisions to the HUBZone 1 regulations to further clarify and strengthen requirements for businesses which hire people who live in a HUBZone 1. SBA is also removing companies which claim to hire workers who live in a HUBZone 1 but do not and will increase audits of companies in the program to make sure they're following the rules. 
Find these stories and more at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Wednesday, October 11th, 2023, I'm Peter Masurlian.